This is my instant reaction to Rocky v. Drago. The utter silence you hear is the result of a staggered mind. I have just walked out of a screening of Rocky v. Drago, which is essentially a director's cut of Rocky IV. And good Lord. Good Lord. Um... I don't even know where to begin with this instant reaction. I don't, how do we say spoilers? Because uh, it's a 36 year old movie, and yet somehow they've completely rebuilt this thing. Different beginning, different ending. It's about a 90 minute film. I think it's 92 minutes runtime, and it's at least 40 minutes of new footage, which would put it just south of 50%. But even the existing footage that they use from the theatrical cut, the original cut, it's extended, it's different, it's, it's repurposed, it's shifted around, it is, um, it feels like it's about a 70% different movie. Now, obviously, the beats are the same, right? Like, to, to a certain extent, right? The major plot beats are the same. Apollo dies against Drago, Rocky goes to Russia, and he fights the Russian. And it would not be an exaggeration to say that every other beat in the movie is different. For a movie that was originally 33% montage, the montages that remain in this film, they've changed the montages. They've changed not just the, 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 the pacing of them, the footage that's in them, when the music hits, what music hits, this is a different movie. So if you don't want spoilers and you just want my instant reaction, I'm going to give it to you now. It's hard to assess a movie when we have 36 years of a different version of it. Because if you're like me and you know Rocky Four and the series... It's as, and it's as deeply ingrained in you as Rocky Four is, because at least in the States, it played on the USA Network seemingly three times a week from 1990 to 2007, you know? Um, and if you really want to deep dive on the Rocky series, I did one with a friend of the show, Richard Jackson. Um, who, that's one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. Uh, just because I just enjoyed my conversation, my time with Richard so much. Um, great guy. I, I hope to have him back on in the future, but we'll see. That's the hope. Um, things, things are percolating. We'll put it like that. I don't want to reveal too much, but I think in 2022, it's, it's interesting. We're, we're going to go for another massive franchise. Uh, if you can even call this a franchise. So, uh, I hope that comes to fruition S schedules allowed. Um, very busy man. But if you haven't listened to that, go back in the archives and listen to it. It is, uh, I think, a pretty good episode. Uh, I, had a, I had a blast. Um, 
I had a lot of complaints about Rocky Four in that episode. In isolation, I like Rocky Four. When you're ranking and talking about the entire series, it kind of sticks out. Not as bad as Rocky Five, but it just it doesn't feel like a film. It's a music video. And if that's why you enjoy Rocky Four, you like the frenetic editing, the 1980s, you know, the kitschiness of it all, you're probably not going to like this movie because that's gone. Um, they they took 1985 right out of it, and they tried to make a real fairly serious, thoughtful movie. I think the best way to explain it is the way that Sly explained it himself uh, during a live interview right before they premiered the movie. And what he said was, like, basically, this is when you're young and you're full of energy and ego and all this sort of stuff. You have, kind of have a lot to prove, and you're, you know, you're just, I don't know the right word. That he, I don't know exact word that he used, but you basically you're just, you know, you, you just kind of want to do everything, right? But when you're older, you realize that the world's full of more complexity, and you realize that the world is that people and relationships are what matter. And that's what this cut of the movie is. It's all about the people. It's all about the relationship. The fight almost feels like an afterthought to some extent. And that could be problematic because it is a boxing movie. But we get more of Apollo here. We get more of his motivation. And it's a little bit different. I mean, it's the same, but it's different. We get way more Adrian and her motivations and why she says what she says and why she does what she does. And her thought process is so much clearer that it clears up a lot of my criticism on that earlier episode with Richard. And yes, the robot is gone. And yes, the, the montages have been modulated. And, and the other thing is, is that Drago and his motivations and the motivation of the state and the state's reaction and his reaction to the state are very different. He's gone from being a, again, I have to defer to Sly, a, a slab of meat or, or a robot to kind of a character and what's great about it is with this cut you can now draw such a straight line between this film and creed 2 like this is in line with the more serious grounded rocky films the one thing that it's lacking is that even the most serious rocky films um uh, Rocky Balboa, which Stallone himself said that Rocky Balboa is now his favorite um, because it took so long to make and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that's one of the most underrated of the series. It's a very good film uh, that without it, you wouldn't have the creeds. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, he likened uh, Ben Mankiewicz, who did the uh, live Q&A. Uh, you know him from Turner Classic Movies, and uh, his great-grandfather or father was uh, Mank. So, uh, um, sorry, film nerds. I'm, I'm, I'm in Rocky land. I'm not in Mank land. Father, I believe. Um, you know, he, he was just like, he basically he made a soulful movie that's more akin to Rocky Balboa out of Rocky Four, <laughs> which seems ridiculous, but that's really what he did. 
And the one thing I would say, though, is that even in the more serious Rocky films like Rocky Balboa, there is Rocky retains that sort of sense of humor. Um, granted, given the circumstance of what's happening in Rocky for the death of his best friend, there probably shouldn't be as many jokes and there certainly isn't. Um, the movie is now much more centered on Apollo's death to the point that the fight itself because there's music stripped away and it's edited differently and there are longer takes and he's taking different angles and different coverage of the fight and different takes of the fight. And the fight feels way longer and it may not be, but it feels longer uh, here than it does in the theatrical cut. It's therefore more brutal because the other movie is such a music video and he just admitted as much. He was so influenced by MTV at the time and he didn't really care about character and story it was he was so afraid that the audience was going to be bored because it's the fourth in a series and he's like and there was a sort of like this transitional period and a lot of movies at the time were heavily influenced by you know MTV culture which is like really hard to understand unless you're old uh, because MTV doesn't really mean anything but bad teen pregnancy reality shows. And even that was like 10 years ago, but the MTV was like a cultural, um, clearing house. It was, it was, it changed the way that visual media was done for a very long time because of the just insane popularity of that channel and music videos. Again, different time, different place. So there's a lot of movies in the eighties that took on that aesthetic Rocky for being like the ultimate version of it. And so he just cut, 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 cut. He made this very tight film, but it's a tight film that is uh, a glorified music video. What it, It's not a very good story, but it's very good at sort of getting you pumped up. This movie will not necessarily pump you up in that same way because it's much more focused on Apollo and his death and the fallout from it, and in the ramifications to all of these characters. Still, we don't really follow up with Marion and his two kids, who at least in this version actually appear. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to go much further, because I know a lot of people are not going to see this before this drops. Um, I just want to say that in a we- it's, just, it's a different experience. When you have the original cut, and it's so much of a music video, and so much of a cartoon, and then you have a death, a very serious death of a a huge character in the series, when you really stop and think about it, especially when you're watching these movies back to back to back to back, it just doesn't work as well because you're like, this is a serious moment, but it's happening in this cartoon movie. So the stakes feel a little off. And then it ends in this very, like, again, blood pumping, fist pumping, USA, USA sort of way, where even the prime minister of of the USSR stands and applauds Rocky. Spoilers, this movie doesn't end that way. That's not what happens. And what's so interesting is it's almost like they shot two completely different movies. Because, again, what Stallone's doing here, 
He didn't go reshoot a bunch of stuff. There's some added, I think, voiceover or repurposed voiceover from some different movies that he fits in. But all of the footage, including the opening of this movie, which is completely different, no exploding boxing clubs, completely stripped down, um, picking up in Rocky Three, but repurposing parts of Rocky Three to get us to understand Rocky and Apollo's relationship and motivation going into Rocky Four. Um, it, it th- this is not a special edition. This was not. We went back in and we did a bunch of CGI to try to make this thing work, and we just added a couple of scenes here and there. Stallone was busy writing another film um, and trying to make another film. It got shut down due to COVID. He sits down. And he's like, what are the movies I've made that I don't think work that I've directed that I could get to work? And he knew, he just flat out said that the only one that would even be remotely viable was Rocky. And most likely Rocky Four because it was the highest grossing of all the original Rocky films and it was the number one movie of 1985 and it still remains one of the most popular films of the series and so he knew he could go to mgm and say hey let me make a director's cut and they would they would probably say yes and what was originally just going to be kind of an experiment that would take three weeks a month or something like that ended up taking him about a year and he admits in his mind he did not get Rocky Four right at all the first time. And that's what's interesting because he shot a different movie. Again, the basic plot points are the same, but where the characters are coming from, how they express themselves, it's so much more akin to the first film or the later films. It's so much more akin to Rocky Balboa. It's so much more akin even to the Creed films that you look at it, you're just like, this this was in here and he made a decision for whatever reason to get rid of all of that and just strip it down and wallpaper the movie with music and whatever isn't underscored with diegetic music or non-diegetic music is underscore, is, is a montage. So when you strip all of that out, it's tonally and totally a different film. He admits that he would have kept working on it, but MGM eventually came to him and said, you got to release this thing because it actually started to cost a bunch of money because it's remastered, uh, especially the new, like new old footage, like the, the, the footage we've never seen before. I mean, it's, sparkling it's clean i mean it, it it's it's staggering how like clear the picture is and so i think the result of is, is it's finished enough but there's some continuity errors there are there's a few moments in the movie where it's very clear he's he's he he's reconfigured a scene let's say and he's got existing footage from a theatrical cut and remastered footage from old work prints or old um, cuts of the film from previous edits before its original theatrical release, once again, 36 years ago. And he's splicing them together, but there's not enough of either 
And so a lot of times it's seamless, to be honest with you. It's it's the old and the new, just sort of the only the only way it 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 doesn't feel seamless is if you know the the theatrical cut so well, like I do, like many people do. But it's not edited choppily or poorly. It it, it flows together because again, he's not adding in new stuff. He's restoring a more grounded version of the film, and, and he's rebuilding it from the ground up, basically. But when he has to take limited old footage and limited new, limited unused, previously unused footage, there's a there's just a maybe two three times in the movie where it's just like cut 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 cut. It's just like reaction shot, reaction shot, reaction shot over here, over here, like Rocky Apollo Drago, Rocky uh, Apollo, Rocky Apollo, Rocky Apollo, and it, it doesn't feel purposeful. It doesn't feel like. It's called for. It feels like he's trying to sew together the the best of what he has to complete a scene and make the scene different. So that happens a couple of times and it's jarring. There's a couple of voiceover moments that I don't think are needed. There, there's a couple of things that don't have quite the polish on them. Uh, the intro title and the the end title the end credits uh don't they look quasi-professional um there's some footage of apollo watching the television and they've they've swapped some scenes out when and and uh there's just the contrast of a static shot of a tv in 1985 with completely digitally remastered 1985 footage on the tv and then like a weird filter on top of it to make it look old and then new voiceover on top of that to like pad the scene. It's just, it, there's a few moments like that where it's like, oh, they put money into it, but they didn't put a ton of money into it, right? And they gave him time, but you can tell like eventually they were like, it's got to go out as is. So there's just a few rough moments like that. I will say that because of the change of the pacing and the change of the pacing of the fights, again, the fights are almost more brutal and they're more character-based. And so it doesn't even feel like akin to Rocky III. It, it, feels, it feels different. It's a Rocky movie, but it doesn't have that sense of humor. Um, Rocky is serious from beginning to end. The focus is shifted much more on Carl Weathers at the beginning. And so, and because you don't have the robot and a lot of like the sizzle's been removed. Um, Polly doesn't, isn't really a part of the movie until about the halfway mark. And his, he's, he is very much reduced. Burton is reduced. Uh, the other Burton, Tony Burton gets a lot more to do. Adrian gets a lot more to do. And overall, it's just a much more like serious, dare I say, downbeat movie. And if that makes you like not want to see it, I'm sorry. I just have to be honest with you. That's what this movie is. Um, it's a little bit more serious. It's just no other way to put it. It's a real movie. Um, it's just so hard because I'm, I've seen this. It's so different, and I've only seen it one time. 
and I've got 40 years of not quite, but you know what I mean? I've got, you know, almost 40 years of, of this other thing that's been like printed into my brain. So it's like, it's, it's kind of a jarring experience. I could see a lot of people like rejecting this movie just on the basis of it's not the thing they know. It's Rocky Four, but it's not Rocky Four. But it is. It's very strange. It's like listening to one of your favorite albums. And then like the band was like, Well, really, I know you guys all really like that movie, but or that that album, but it was actually secretly shit the whole time. And I know you kind of liked it ironically, but I'm getting rid of all that ironic stuff and we're gonna like restore what we what it should have been, but we didn't have the creative integrity to do at the time. And like you're watching it and you're like, I know this is better. I know this is better. But it just sounds so weird without the ska horns in the background of that one track. I mean, the ska horns didn't make any sense. But I got so used to it not making sense. Now it sounds weird that they're not there. Like, we all laugh at that accordion solo. But we kind of ended up liking it. We made fun of it so long, we loved it. Like, we loved it, and then we realized it wasn't any good, and then we made fun of it, and then that made us love it even more. And then somebody comes in, and they, like, make a really, really good, not perfect, not a masterpiece, but, like, a really awesome, like, restoration of what the album was supposed to be. And you're like, I know that this is better, but I don't know if I like it as much. I think that's where a lot of people are going to land. I think a lot of people are going to be like, if they're honest with themselves, they're going to be like, well, this is a better movie. I just don't like it as much. And I can't say that's not fair. But here's the great thing. We now live in a world where you get both. You don't have to choose. You've got the theatrical music video edit, and you've got the like the old man cut. You have like the real real movie cut is what I would say, like a, like a serious, soulful film. And you can watch both, you know. Um I will say this. I think this is worthy of a deep dive, uh, a cut comparison or something. I'm sure there's a lot of YouTubers and folks that would do it. I know that Stallone put out a documentary that he shot on his own iPhone. Uh, it's free on YouTube. I will link it in the show notes. I haven't watched it yet, um, but I'm interested in watching it, so I probably will. I, I, I'm going to have to revisit this movie. I don't know. If you want me to revisit it for a deeper dive review, I can. Um, not in the immediate future. I got some sponsored episodes that got to get out of the way. And, but maybe in 2022, uh, maybe I could cover it again um, as a feature presentation review or a cut comparison, which I've never done before. But uh, I, I would almost like to talk to a filmmaker about it and then just like go through it. That's very inside baseball. Maybe that would be like a members only kind of a thing. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Is that something that, we should experiment and try to do. I'm not sure. Um, I don't want to go beyond that because it's a very different movie. I would say you have to go into it knowing that's a rebuilt film from the ground up. It is way more serious. There's parts of it that don't work. It's not a masterpiece. There are some still some choices that Stallone makes that I'm just like, I wish you hadn't done that. Um, it's not paced at all like the original theatrical cut. 
it's not going to get you hyped up in that same way. But if you're asking, asking me, I do think it's the better overall film. Um, I, and I think there are like scenes in this and acting moments in this and parts in this that are very, very good. And I, it, it's almost, it would be interesting to see what we would think about this movie if this was the cut, obviously with some, some more polish on it. Just a little bit, just like 8% more polish. If this is what they put out in 85, I wonder, if, I wonder what we would think about it. Because it's just so hard with the existing in your head. We've had so long with it. It's really hard to completely divorce yourself. Um, I like it. I think it's worth it. It's going to be streaming on Amazon. Apparently, that's what uh, Mike Winston Stallone said. Uh, I'm recording this Thursday, November the 11th. It's going to be available I don't know if that's globally. I don't know what. The, they didn't really go into like detail, which is kind of interesting. They didn't really shill very hard for it. They, they just sort of talked about his philosophy about it. One interesting tidbit is he said if he had to do it all over again, he never would have killed Apollo Creed. Uh, he never would have. That's like that's the one thing he couldn't fix in this movie. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. I think we got humble Stallone where he's like, I know people like this. I know it's successful. I know it was a huge movie at the time, but for a long time, I have just thought that the movie didn't really work. Like, and when I really took a look at it and what was, what I cut, what was, what we shot, what I wrote, what I shot and just realizing that I just basically got carried away. The funniest thing, the little tidbit is he's like, uh, he was at a pizza parlor or a pizza party somewhere and they had a robot come up to him, which is like, this is the most like 1983, 1984 thing ever. And talked to him, and he was like, hey, yo, we got to put a robot in the next movie, right? And so he said he got to set, and they made this robot or whatever, and he was like, what the hell is this robot doing here? <laughs> Who wanted this robot? And they're like, you wanted the robot. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, well we paid for it. I guess I got to use it. I think it's hilarious. And they never liked the robot. It was, but again, we've talked about that. On the Richard Jackson episode, he self-admittedly was just like full ego Stallone. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and just like he got carried away, basically. He got carried away in the 1985 of it all. And this is a 1985 movie rebuilt with 2021 sensibilities. I think it's more than a curio. I think it is a worthy addition to the franchise and I like it so much that I will be buying it. Uh, I am of course a hardcore Rocky Mark. So keep that in mind. Um, it will be streaming again, someplace somewhere. I don't know if it's for rent. I don't know if it's included with Amazon prime. They didn't give us those details and this is just my instant reaction. But if you get a chance to watch it over the weekend uh, and you like it or you don't like it, you can always hit me up, bingemovies at gmail.com, or you could always tweet the show at bingemovies. Fairly responsive there. Uh, I'd love to hear what you people have to say uh, about Rocky v. Drago. And do you want me to do an in-depth review? Do you, like, you know, uh, It's not going to be immediate, but do you want me to do in the future something a little bit deeper with this movie after, after I've had a chance to digest it a, a little bit? Uh, if so, let me know. Drop a comment somewhere. You know, you go, go to podbean.com. 
bingemovies.podbean.com and leave a comment there. Uh, there's like a 10 million different ways you can get in touch with us. Um, uh, yeah, so those are my thoughts. That's my instant reaction. I would recommend it. I don't think it's going to be in theaters again. This was a one-night-only event. Um, I love seeing it on the big screen. I'd love to see how it's going to play in home video. And I think I'm going to have to do a double feature of the original and this new cut because they're both only about 90 minutes. And I think uh, I'm going to have to do that at some point, a double feature of Rocky Four and the new cut and just see which one stacks up better in my mind. Uh, it's it, It's... I don't know. They're they're so different. I don't know if you can say better completely. If you want a real movie, it's this cut. If you want uh, 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 something to watch while you're on the treadmill, it's definitely the theatrical cut. So let me know what you think. And, of course, until next time, enjoy.